Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff and Things podcast. It feels like there's an episode every day at the moment, that's because it is. It's Wednesday though, which means it's Walking Dead Wednesday. We are talking about the finale of Fear of the Walking Dead 7th season. I am Sam, joining me to talk about the show, it's my partner in crime, it's Stefan. It's me again, like you say, yeah, every day this week. This is, every day. This is, uh, yeah. Every day. Every day in every way. Um, the Stuff and Things podcast began in 2016 discussing Fear of the Walking Dead. The show debuted and we commenced our discussion of all things Walking Dead universe. Uh, me and a guy called Alfie, we were big fans of The Walking Dead and we made the show. It began with fear, it rolled into The Walking Dead, the two of them, it covered every aspect of everything. That show then expanded when my good friend Stefan joined me and we talked about all things Marvel, Star Wars and generally everything that we enjoy, everything that we thought people would enjoy us talking about and people asked us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. We're back with Fear the Walking Dead, the OG, the original, the uh, the show that started it all. And I feel like after watching that finale, I feel like stopping it all. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We 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 have gone through quite the transformation, and I think uh, it's it's a little bit monologue-y, But I think I need to air this because it needs to be aired. Seasons one to three of Fear the Walking Dead for me were all about failed promise. It was all about a. A show that was advertised to us as one thing and quickly transformed into something else. That can happen. Shows that, you know, that can happen. Natural migration of the way things are right and the way things work out. One of the things that came at the end of season three was my partner in crime at the time, Alfie, had said to me, I can't keep talking about that crap. (laughs) It was his words. Uh, (laughs) And and he was right. The, the show was in a place where, on a regular basis, every episode, we would spend time pointing out the errors, pointing out the inconsistency, pointing out the strange behavior of characters, and even the walkers. Uh, the famous example of walkers, you know, just lemminging off a cliff, and in the same episode, reaching the edge of an elevator platform and stopping. Yeah. Just, just, it, just so yeah. much, so much that was all over the show. But interestingly, they announced new showrunners. They announced a new direction. They announced a crossover with The Walking Dead with Morgan joining. It was that crossover that made me go, okay, I'm going to give it another go. Uh, uh, Morgan, I'm a massive fan of that character. I think a lot of people are. And I was like, okay, uh, let's see where this goes. In season four, the show definitely had a different feel to it. Uh, Morgan came, which sort of made it feel 
bigger in a lot of ways, made it feel kind of like, okay, there's, you know, this is connected to The Walking Dead. Now this, this kind of has a larger feel to it. And we learned of Madison's demise. Um, we, you know, we went through all these different things. The show changed. The show changed in direction massively. And from my point of view, and it is very key, very keen for me to stress this, from my point of view, the show improved. I felt the storylines were better. I felt the pacing of the show was better. I thought the accuracy of the show was better. And I will say that has continued. The new showrunners clearly care. Um, we are not spending... 45 minutes pointing out every single error anymore that that has been fixed i'm delighted with that mm-hmm. what i will say though however is that when you look at the show and our enjoyment factor and you look at what we've been doing and and the way the show's been building season six was a really unique storytelling part of the show and season 7a continued that and one of the things as well me and you discussed is Clearly, with COVID and other issues for filming, they had to come up with an innovative way, innovative way of doing these stories, you know, with The Walking Dead. And they came up with it. Nuclear fallout, you got to keep your distance. <laughs> it just, yeah. you know, it, it was, it, it worked. And the, the way that they set the sets up, you could tell, you know, okay, well, clearly this is why they've done it. And, and, it worked and it made sense and we got these stories and everything was building everything kind of had a arc to it every for every character we knew what was going on and 7b i said it after a couple of episodes you said it i think after the first episode it felt like everything that had been planned everything that they had mapped out Every story and everything like that just got dropped, and they adjusted everything to 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 meet a different uh, meet a different direction. Yeah, I'm not sure now, having watched this finale, if that was the case. I, I'm not sure now. Now, my initial thought was someone had decided to bring Madison back, and the showrunners were like, "Okay, we now need to adjust what we're doing to incorporate that." Yeah, I mean, give that person a raise, eh? Ooh. I'm not sure that's the case. I I, th- I now think the way this story has been building, the, the Padre part of it, mm-hmm. perhaps this has been the plan, but I... Just executed really poorly. Is it? Is it a case of, like, because this show's 16 episodes... Yes. Does it feel to you that they basically had an eight-episode arc that they've turned into a 16-episode arc? Do Um, do you see what I mean by that? I see what you mean. I'm going to say no. Okay. Purely because of how good 7A was. Like, 7A was good. It was building up to the whole Strand versus Alicia thing and... You know, we found out about Alicia's arm and and it it was all like seven A was all good quality content. Yeah, and then it's I don't know what happened, but seven B came out and it was kind of like guys, we peaked, um, we we peaked too early, and um, 
we need to take it back to what well, that, people know. That that kind of that kind of falls into where what I was saying though is kind of like they had these ideas and they put them all into seven A. And then when it got to seven B, it was like, okay, we just need to drag those ideas out. Oh, uh, okay, no, okay, yeah, right. In that case, yeah, no, I get what you're saying more now. Then in that case, yeah, they had a fantastic maybe maybe say nine episode, maybe ten episode arc where they yeah. had that first the first <clears throat> eight and then the what was gonna happen after that. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, like you say, maybe they suddenly realised and went, Oh, sixteen. Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. Do you do you feel sometimes with stuff like this? I, I would rather watch a ten episode season and enjoy the ten episodes than watch a sixteen episode season where basically you've got four or five bottle episodes which take the pacing of the show and and throw it down the bin. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let's look at a few other shows that we so we do in Marvel. We do Star Wars. We yeah. do um, a lot of Amazon Prime, so like The Boys. Yeah. The Boys, eight episodes, and it will be eight good episodes. Yeah. Uh, we're currently talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. That is six episodes, six yeah. good episodes. Yeah. Um, starting tonight, we've got Ms. Marvel. Again, yeah. six episodes. Hawkeye, six. I would rather watch six to ten episodes of high-quality, good stuff Yeah. than go, yeah, I've got 16 weeks of this crap. Yeah. This Because yeah, yeah, one of the things that I think is... Um, it sort of got to me about this episode, or, or not got to, got to me is the wrong word, but just kind of surprised me, um, is we talk about bottle episodes, and bottle episodes, by definition, is when you've got an overarching story going on, but then this episode steps away from that, it's just on its own, normally one, maybe two characters on their own, mm-hmm. um, and, and they, you know, overcome something, or something happens on that, now that can feed into the overarching story at some point, but basically, if you know you've got episodic TV, and then you just got this little episode on its own bottle, just on its own, and then you continue the storyline. Yeah, we the the storyline. I think you'd agree of this series, uh, the season, has been Strand in the tower, Alicia with the bite, and the group outside the tower wanting to be inside the tower for safety, but getting rid of Strand. I would say that's pretty accurate. Yep. Yeah, that that has been the story with the Alicia bite being the secondary concern. Oh my gosh, she's cure. She's the cure. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that, given that is the story, last week's episode of episode fifteen concluded that. Yes, concluded both. Um, yeah, stranded. They're all out the tower. They're all Strand out the tower. The tower's burned the down. Strand's back with the group and seemingly all is forgiven. Um, again. He's, he's again. had that a couple of times. And Alicia is alive slash unalive. And <clears throat> Alicia possibly she's either stumbling through the desert or she's walking around shooting people. We're not quite sure. Or heading to New York. Yeah. Or heading to New York with Negan. <clears throat> we don't yeah. quite know what's yeah. happening with that character. If, if, any, if anyone wondering what that's about, uh, on Twitter, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the actor who plays Negan, tweeted Alicia Debnan Carey, the actress who plays Alicia, to say what a great job she did on the show and if she fancied meeting up in New York. Of course, there's a spin off for The Walking Dead featuring Maggie and Negan in New York. And she replied saying, I love New York and sent. Walking Dead fans into a frenzy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so 
park that over somewhere for the time being. We've discussed the Alicia thing last week. We don't need yeah. to discuss it again. But what that basically <laughs> means is... <laughs> you say that, I think I would rather... But what that means is, is episode yeah. 16, the finale of Fear the Walking Dead, the actual season finale, is a bottle a episode. bottle episode. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not sure, like, where... They say a, the, the finale of a show should be an episode where something happens in it which makes you go, oh my God, I yeah. cannot wait for next season. Yeah. How am I going to go through the break? What's going to happen? Oh, the cliffhanger. Like, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah. Do you remember, I think it was The Walking Dead, the final episode of one of the seasons was Negan swinging his baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had to wait, like, all this well, time. That- that and was one of the most talked about season finales in TV yeah. history. I got up at half one in the morning to watch it on TV when it aired so that I didn't get spoilers by yeah. waiting that night and stuff. It was amazing. Yeah, And, and was... this episode was a season finale and it was a bottle episode with no cliffhanger, no content, no, no nothing. Like literally nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've written notes. Um, I mean, I've written the season finale is a bottle episode featuring Morgan, Baby Mo, briefly, and the returning Madison Clark. Um, can, can we also just point out Madison Clark has been gone for how many years? Do we reckon it was going to be between these? Uh, I tried to it's work been out, a while, but it's yeah, been a it's, while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, Madison Clark still has no freaking emotion whatsoever. <sighs> yeah, Do you, I, I tell you what, though, I. I I, me and you always talk about be critical of the character and never the actors. And 100%. I, I yep. used to question quite a lot, and I and I said it that the actress who plays Madison Clark, I have no idea because I've seen her in nothing else. If this is how they want this character to be, which is kind of emotionless, um, yep. and and I say this with the greatest love and respect, you know, there's all the memes, all the jokes, like this face happy, this face sad, this because it just never changed. It's monosyllabic. Yeah. Do you think that that has been, with this re-emergence, I feel like the showrunners, who I don't have an issue with, by the way, I, I like the showrunners for this show, have looked at that and gone, okay, well, we're bringing Madison back. We know her range. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Let's give her some backstory in that time, which would make her that way. Because she talks about in this, we're like, oh, uh, Padre's changing everything. You don't form attachments anymore. That's right. Padre's run by the Jedi Temple. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> you don't form attachments. You don't do this. You don't do that. And therefore, and I'm, I'm listening to this thinking, is this just a really elaborate way to try and justify the fact that basically Morgan says to her, I know where your kids are. And she's like, hmm. Just it's like expressionless yeah. mass. Oh, I've got kids, of course. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, children. So awesome. let's talk that about... Yeah. First of all, let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. Madison, when we last saw her, she was dead, right? So she's in that stadium. It is a hurt. Yeah. This isn't just like... I remember Glenn in that alleyway and he fell into all the walkers and the dumps are oh, there, man. and we yeah. were all just like, "Okay, that is you are so close to jumping the shark right here. We're allowing you to get away with it because we understand the guy fell as well, and they tore into the guy, so guts went everywhere. Glenn was able to 
you know, shimmy under the dumpster. But come on now, come on now. This is it. It was touching guy, wasn't it? It yeah. was. It was. Yeah. It, it was difficult for us to believe, but it's like, all right. Sometimes mad things happen. All right, fine. There were twenty walkers. Would you say in that alleyway? Yeah. At most. Yeah, at I'd most. say at most. Yeah. Madison had a stadium full. And like she had like a super horde. Yeah, we're talking hundreds. And she And the stadium was on fire. And she was luring them into a dead end with flares so everyone else could escape. Yeah. She was done. She was dead. There was just no like sometimes like when people you don't see them die on camera, you still go, Oh, but you never know with that. I think it was so obvious. It was so, so clear that she was dead. So here, here's my point on this. With that being the case, when you get to this episode and you are bringing her back, and there are flashbacks, from my point of view, and I'd like to think from your point of view and the vast majority of our listeners, you kind of want to know how she got out of that. Yeah, the flashbacks we get are her sat in some weird room collecting toys, and I'm like, I don't give a damn about this. Oh, collecting- I want to know how the hell she got out of the stadium. I, All I, we've got from this is that she now needs an oxygen mask, so I'm guessing she inhaled a decent amount of smoke. Well, this is what is said. That is the only reference yeah. in this whole thing, is Morgan says, do you need this now after the smoke at the stadium? Something yeah. like that. That is them. What, what they call that in TV is hanging a lantern on it. Yeah. Now, that is kind of like a nod to the audience to say, look, we know this is bad. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're just going to nod to it and yeah. then we're all going to move on. Yeah. I don't know about you, man. I'm just like, but really? But no, I want to know, like, when you've got something that extreme... Yeah. Like, that would have been... Okay, let's go back to that whole Negan thing with him swinging the baseball bat. Yeah. That would have been the equivalent of the next episode, the entire cast of Rick's group... Yeah. Are sat back at Alexandra going, whew. Glad we well, got out of that. Well, it's a good thing we got away from that, hey. Yeah. And then just carrying on. And us all going, yep, what, how? Wait like, a he, yeah, he had how? swung. We saw him swing the baseball bat. Why are none of you injured? What's yeah. going on? And yeah. them just going, oh, we got lucky that thunderstorm came in. And then carrying on. Yeah. Not, e- going, not, even, not even saying the thunderstorm. Literally just saying, yeah, I was lucky. And, and you know, that's, and that's it. it. Yeah. And that's literally what they've done here. Oh, so you need oxygen because there was some smoke. Um, yeah, I mean, Dar- okay. Darth Madison is an interesting, <laughs> an, an interesting addition to. Yeah. Um, I, again, it's so difficult for me because as, as a character, I really don't like her. So it's difficult for me to look at this and go, "Isn't it good that she's back?" Because it's not. <laughs> No, it's not. It's, it's no. really not. But and, and this episode... See, the thing is as well, is is the show... It is new showrunners. There is a largely different cast. So you, you look at it and you think to yourself, there's opportunities here. Okay, she's coming back. All right, well, perhaps she's coming back and she's going to be part of, you know, one of these large organizations and stuff like that now. Okay, at least that'd be interesting. At least that'd be a case of she is part of the C- CRM, and because I think that would have suited her character. And you're like, yeah, 
That'd be interesting. Oh, okay, man, that her and Jadis would have got on incredibly oh, well. Amazing, yeah. No personality between <clears throat> the two of them. And you're like, fantastic. This is great. This, this, although I don't like the character, this at least links to the larger Walking Dead universe, and therefore bringing her back has a real purpose, has a real meaning. Also, yeah. how she escaped the stadium suddenly could be there the crm being there would make sense they've got the firepower and the ability of helicopters to have airlifted something do you, do you sure what i mean it's like yeah all of that could have been rational and made sense helicopters flying over helicopter saw a super horde going into a yeah. stadium they were like pa- the padre yeah. thing being a crm outpost would have made sense to us i think i think all yeah. of that all of that was kind of linking in quite nicely but in what reality the child snatcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang has oh, formed see. his own clan and is now snatching children from the apocalypse. Mate, <laughs> I'm so I'm so what? glad you said that. I, I literally <laughs> was gonna try and find the child snatcher kind of thing. I just Oh man. Now I so don't know. Go if we were to just quickly touch on what you said at the very beginning of the podcast. Yeah. So seasons one to three, you and Alfie did this podcast on the Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. I watched the first two episodes of season one. Yeah. And when this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. And I stopped watching it, but I carried on listening to the podcast because I found it hilarious every week. Yeah. Even not knowing what was happening in the show, I was finding it hilarious because you two were both like, oh my, why would they do this? Yeah. And I, and I felt, and then at the end of season three, that's when Alfie was kind of his jumping off point. Yeah. Morgan was coming on board. You spoke to me. Would I like to come do it? And I was like, do you know what? Morgan's in it now. I'll give it a go. Yeah. And I had to spend a load of time on YouTube watching all these kind of season one roundups, season two roundups, because I refused to watch it. Yeah. Um, And then, so I joined in season four and I only had to deal with eight episodes of Madison. You did. You had to deal with three and a half seasons. Yeah. Madison's been back for one episode, and I'm already like, I hate this character so much. It's I, I find, again, I attack don't, the character, <clears throat> not the actress. That is our motto. I do not but get my god. Why, I don't get why she's got such a cut. It's very difficult. Like Rick Grimes as a leader and everything in The Walking Dead. I I I, I get that. I get that. Michonne, absolutely incredible character. Um, you know, I like Andrea more than I like. <laughs> Like <laughs> Madison, I just I can't. Uh, uh, I mean, Laurie, possibly even maybe I don't know. I, I, I just can't. I've never liked this character. And I remember when me and Alfie talked about it. I did get accused of sexism over it. It's like oh, it's because it's a female lead, and I could understand where that argument comes from because basically I hated the show. She left, and a male lead took over, and I liked it again. So I, I did take that criticism quite on board, and I did really think about it i did think oh wow maybe that's subconscious maybe this is actually something i need to think about maybe this is a problem for me and i'm like actually no because i watch countless shows i watch countless movies and stuff with female leads i think i think it's great you know i i don't i don't think about it i don't think about i just enjoy the characters if the character's good it doesn't matter man woman trans whatever if the character's good then i enjoy it and so I, I came into, I did come into this with a real kind of, you know, don't prejudge it. Don't prejudge seasons one to three. It was different showrunners. It was, everything was different. Let's just give this episode a go. Let's 
complete and utter clean slate. Yep. And I've watched this episode, and I'm like, no, I, I can't. <laughs> no, I just, no, she's. I, still, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's it's monosyllabic. It's mumbly at times, and the writing to introduce her is. I mean, what is this? We've got a society at Padre who are trying to take children. My yeah. only my only thinking to this in the limited information we have is that this society is trying to create something new. So therefore, if they grab babies, young, young children, they can indoctrinate them. So they won't know any other world other than what Padre is trying to create. That's, that's, my, that's the only thing I can put together. Um... And there's one of my issues straight away is the fact that the whole way through this it is Madison taking kids because this is what we do. Yeah. And we separate them from the parents and they yeah. kill the parents off. And it's only and no one tells us why. No. Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's what I've just based like, on what she said yeah. about attachments and all this stuff. That's the only thing I can surmise. Why would you bring in such a big thing like this and not tell the audience what the f- is going on? Well, I, I I think the idea is to try and make you be intrigued by it, but all it did was aggravate me. Yeah, same. I'm watching like these characters stealing children and stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay, there's going to yeah. be a real good storyline as to why they're doing this, but one don't the, worry um, about telling us about it. It's okay. One of the things as well, uh, early on in seasons one to three... Yeah. On a regular basis, one of my critiques was, okay, I've got to know this character now, or at least I thought I did, and then they've just done something completely what I would consider to be out of character. Yep. Now, in those early seasons, it would be a debate. Me and Alfie would debate it quite a lot, because we'd be like, well, you know, we've only known the character a short amount of time. We've only known... So it was difficult. Yeah. It was difficult to try and assess it. Of being a fan of The Walking Dead, there are two characters that I've known longer than everybody else. And that's Rick Grimes and Morgan Jones. Yep. So when I talk about Morgan Jones and his character, I feel like I can talk with a level of certainty, having followed his journey through The Walking Dead, clear all of his mental break, everything, interfere The Walking Dead and everything he's been through, that I can make assessments on how I believe, based on everything I've seen, this character would behave. How would he react in this situation? Exactly, well, yeah. yeah. I, I feel I feel like that everyone who's been a fan of the show can do that. And therefore, I feel like everybody right now should be thinking, he is this calm having a baby snatched from him? He should be going full clear. I, I, was it just me? He, he, was like... he broke into the tower and poisoned Strand because they took the yeah. baby from him. Yeah. And that was when he knew where the baby was and yeah. knew that the baby was safe yeah. in the tower. This is a random stranger has taken the baby yeah. and he's just kind of, oh, okay. I'll just sit in my hole then, shall I? You take him off, see you later. Oh, no. The, the, the moment where she's taking the baby and she shoots at the ground and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, she's got a gun. He's obviously going to wait his time and hunt her. That's yeah. Morgan. Morgan, you know, Morgan ain't going to give this up. Morgan does catch up with her. Morgan does then. But my point is that all of this interaction from that point is so calm. Morgan should be going full on like, I will knock your freaking head off if you don't give me the baby right now. It is a... And Morgan would be very much like, you know, right, take me to the leaders. It doesn't work like that. It does now. Take me to your leaders. Not, 
Okay, let's make a pact. Let's go yeah. find a child and I'll come yeah. with... No! Get on the Morgan radio. Morgan wouldn't do that. Yeah. Ra- how, how do you arrange collection? Oh, I tell them that I'm going to meet them at this point. Great, do it now. And then yeah. wait, and when they show up, rip their heads off until one of them goes and gets... You know, it isn't... Like, I don't... There was no logic to this at all. And, like, he discovered who she was by, by when they're, like, wrestling, grappling, he finds tattoos on her wrists. Alicia yeah. and Nick. Again, I I know this is TV, and I know this is storyline, and I know he needed to realise who she was so they could have this moment, but I'm still struggling to to believe that Morgan, even going, oh wow, it's Nick and Alicia's mum, they thought she was dead, why he would still not be frantic, angry about the fact that he does and, and the idea that Morgan would then trade a strange a pregnant stranger who he believed to be pregnant I don't know it just doesn't feel it I I I mean I don't know there's, I, I'm there's just actually, there's a scene in this so Madison and Morgan are at the top of the stairs and Ava's gone off to go get her stuff yeah and Morgan's like we're not doing this we're not doing this this is wrong we're not doing this you've just told me you're going to take him away not doing this yeah. She comes back. Is everything okay? Yes, fine. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? It, it, it didn't even. It looked like there was an entire scene had been cut out and was missing because Morgan just turns around and goes, "Yeah, that's right. Everything's fine." I'm like, it didn't even sound like a Morgan line. Like, what the hell is going on here? No, it's difficult. You know, all life is precious unless uh, the life is, you know, something else. Um, Someone yeah, I don't just, know. I, the way he turned it was literally the way he just turned around with his big smile and went, yes, of course, everything's fine. I'm like, that's not Morgan. No, it's, it's he difficult. He would never do I, this. Because like I said, I, I spent so much time in seasons one to three debating these things. Like, okay, maybe under the pressure of this, maybe in this situation he would behave like this. Maybe, you know, and, and you end up doing going around in circles. Like, maybe, 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 maybe. But... With him, I feel like with a degree of certainty, I could, I I can talk about how I believe that character would be, and you know they have this running right. So Morgan has that one running with this group. So let me just talk about this random group as well, by the way, who wear stuff over their faces. Oh, the scarecrow, the scarecrow. Yeah, group. yeah. <clears throat> so there's this just random group that wear this these bags over their heads, basically, and. They go around killing people by burying them on the beach and the tide coming in and drowning them. Yeah. Why? They had well, guns. Yeah, now... They had knives. They had knives. Now, the first, when they first capture Morgan... Yeah. And they're digging the hole for Morgan... Well, I thought it was his grave. Can, yeah, can we first of all point <clears throat> out they've dug a grave... Yeah. Yet they talk about burying him with his head hanging out the ground. Yeah. So to me, that says there's a lot of excess digging they didn't need to be doing there. Agreed. But we'll leave that just for a second. They're talking about the fact he's stolen the children, they've lost their children, Yeah. therefore they're killing him for that reason. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But there was a lot of bodies that, like... They showed yeah. a few times, like they'd already done this to quite a lot well, of people. Yeah, there's like a beach full of snapping heads. Now, at some point, did someone not turn around and go, do you know what? We do keep capturing the wrong person. What? 
We've done this to 10 people and the babies are still going missing. So I feel like we need a different interrogation tactic. It's just a nonsense. Yeah. It's like you introduce something into an episode and please apply some logic to it. They think that he took their kid. Later on, the group are talking about the woman that took their kid. So the greatest respect in the world, and I say this, Madison, a blonde woman, white blonde woman, does not look anything like Morgan, a black man. No, but I, hey, it I, could have been. I'm, I'm like, what the hell am I missing here? And and uh, you're telling yeah. and you're telling me that this group, the Scarecrow group or whatever, believe that baby Mo was one of theirs. I mean. They all took their masks off at one point, and I didn't see a black person amongst them. No, it was one of those things that it, it's like, okay, there may be. Let, let's say they're they're a, a decent sized group. Yeah, I mean, we only see maybe four or five of them. I think the most yeah. we see is like that little group walking up to the door where there might be eight yeah. or eight or yeah, nine, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, let's say there's eight or nine blokes there. They've all got a wife. They've all got a child. Yeah. So let's just say there's nine children. Yeah. Now, if I stood in a... Like, I've got two children go to school. You could put me in a school hall with a hundred children. I reckon I could point out all the kids that are in my kids' classes. Through school pickups and drop-offs and stuff like that and birthday parties, etc. Give me a hundred kids, I could probably tell you the 15 to 20 kids in my children's classrooms. Yep. So, none of those people that just took baby Mo off Morgan again. Uh, this ain't one of ours. Yo, no. whoa, this ain't this ain't one of ours. No. He he could be telling the truth. That might be his child actually, because you know, there's a definite similarity in at least one aspect there, and none of us recognise the the kid. No, but they don't, and they then try and kill him for stealing the child. I'm like, oh my god, and and. Not only did they try and kill him, they they're gonna do it like a friggin' Bond villain. You have a gun. You knocked him unconscious. Keep hitting him in the skull until it cracks open. Why wait for him to wake up if you're literally just taking the child and killing him? Yeah. It's not like they buried him and they were going right now. Tell us where the rest of the kids are. They were literally just going to kill him. Yeah. I. I, I... And I, we find out later in the episode just how freaking bad they are at burying people anyway. Well, yeah. Can, can we just talk about Madison being buried and the fact that when she coughs, all the sand around her moves? Yeah. You know like we say about these little errors that are just really annoying? I don't think this is an error. I think this is just plot point of ena- enabling her to be able to get out of the sand. But they Oh, we've buried her. They don't compact the sand, and if she was actually buried, it wouldn't all move when she sneezed. No. I'm like, oh, I was watching that, and you know, it's just like, I I genuinely struggled through 41 minutes of episode last night to watch yeah. this, and it got to that point, and you know, you start thinking to yourself, why? Why, if you do not care yeah. enough to not make these errors, why do I care enough to watch it? Well, it's not an error, though. That that's not an error. Yeah. That's that's if we're looking at this, they just simply didn't bury her properly, and therefore she was able to get up. In a lot of ways, it was actually 
filmed correctly because otherwise the question me and you would be asking is how in the hell did she get out of that hole because if you've buried someone correctly they ain't getting up without help yeah and morgan digging all of like half a foot around her at one point and then running off there's no feasible way she was getting out of that but like you said we'd seen two shots previous to that where her breathing or coughing or moving showed the sand wasn't compacted yeah. So if she did really struggle, if she did really go for it, she could have got out, and that's what happened. Which makes but it was horseshit. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It was all of it. The whole episode from start to finish. I'm going to point out, I, I like the fact that Morgan put the raft up in the tree for safety. That was awesome. That was great. I, yeah. I thought that was really sensible, really smart, and I like that. How, um, I did notice there could have been one major flaw with that, though. Well, always. There's always yeah. a major flaw. If if he had attracted he, he attracted a walker underneath him at one point, didn't he? Yeah. If he was asleep at night and a load of walkers appeared underneath him, you are not getting out of that tree. Oh, you, you're <laughs> you're gonna struggle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's it's gonna be a bit of an interesting one, but um, I uh, I, I like that. Uh, so the very end of this episode is Madison learns that both Nick and Alicia are dead. Yeah. Um. She and Morgan are going to go. She has now decided, in the space of an episode, her ideology for the last however long is is crap. Her reason for not going back and finding her children, who I think she was upset about the fact they were dead. No not, idea. I'm not sure. No. But the reason she hasn't gone back to find them was because of all the stuff she'd been doing here. Yeah. But after half a day with Morgan, she's realised that, oh no, it's all rubbish. Yeah. So, oh, I could have gone and found my children after all. Oh no. Yeah. And she says, oh, if I if I vanished and I wasn't doing this, I know they'd go and find Nick and Alicia and make them do it. Why? You've not explained this at all. You've not... It, this this is such high level. What are you talking about now? Yeah. If it was the CRM, like if if when at the very end we had the reveal of the CRM uniforms and everything, it would have got my attention. I would have been really kind of like, okay, all right, look, I don't like Madison. I don't know what's going on here, but what the hell are the CRM up to grabbing kids? Yeah, you know what mind boggling mental crap are they doing now? Kind of thing. But no, this is just some other random-ass group who managed to make it to this Padre place yeah. and have got some back-asswards, batshit idea of how to rebuild civilization, and they've got a boat. The one thing I would say, and it is the one thing that does still make me curious from a CRM point of view, yeah. is that boat looked very similar to the boat that we see Michonne finding The Walking Dead with the evidence of Rick being alive on it. Like the battleship out in the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the the, the boat that the, the little one's taken them to. I assume that's where they're going anyway. Like The boat looks yeah. like it's going off into the bloody distance, but we're assuming yeah. they're going to that battleship. Yeah. yeah, the frigate thing, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's more in this episode, but I don't want to go into it. I'm done. Um... <laughs> for everybody everybody who's um a fan of fear of the walking dead and you're listening to this podcast i just want to i want to apologize a little bit actually because I, I find the back half of this season really difficult and and i know we've had a few messages from people who have agreed with us and i really appreciate it. And i've got a few more here actually 
uh, from people, which I'll read out in a second. Um, because I think because I've read a few, everyone wants to dive in now. <laughs> which is good. I love a bit of interaction. I love that. Yeah. It's fun. Um, but I, I do know I do notice some people who have probably really enjoyed this and possibly thought, oh, well, that's a negative spin on things. And I am sorry because I, I all I can say is I do promise going into it that I do try and think to myself, clean slate, let's see how this is. Let's let's do this. Come on, let's let's see where we are. And I know that going into season eight, I will do that again. Uh, the show will continue. We will continue covering this because I'm a masochist and I will see this to the end. Um, I want to see the conclusion of these storylines, the CRM, Rick Grimes. I, I, I need to know how all this ends. <laughs> the Walking Dead's ending with its 11th season. The rumour is at the moment that Fear of the Walking Dead's 8th will be the last. That is that is the rumour. Um so we are getting to the end game of all these shows. I know there's going to be various spin-offs and things as well, but we are going to have to get the conclusion of the CRM storyline. At some Rick point. Movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need it. <laughs> I need this conclusion. And then we can put all this to bed. And then maybe when looking back in years to come, we can look at it and go, oh, okay, you know, yeah, they, they had their, their ups and downs, but overall, you know, it was it was an enjoyable experience. But right now with this episode... I think the best thing to do is to draw a line under it, draw a line under season seven and say, okay, let's see what season eight brings because otherwise it's just going to get so negative. Yes. <laughs> so we have got some messages in. Give me a second. Cool, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's always nice to get the interaction from the fans. Okay, the first one is an email from Barry. Barry is in London, England. Hey. Barry says, uh, listen to the podcast for quite some time. Have to say, your take on 7B has been, in my opinion, spot on. 7A, uh, like you guys, I actually binge-watched it. So when I heard that your podcast was going to be a wrap of the whole thing, I was pleased because I thought I just missed all the episodes. Listened along and agreed with you that it was set up quite nicely for us to have this Alicia, is she the cure debate or argument or just general wondering However, we then went into what can only be described as a fever dream for five episodes, and I actually genuinely, right now, don't know what's real and what's not. Um, Madison reappearing, okay. I know she has a massive following, and I'm guessing they're hoping it'll help with the ratings. Time will tell. So that was Barry. Um, In fairness to him, the ratings on IMDb for the last episode were back to 6.3. Yeah. So the uh, the Madisonette fans, the Madinettes, I don't know what we call them, um, um, idiots, idiots. Yeah, they are. They have boosted the ratings back up to six point three for that episode. Wow. They, and um, that tells me. Do that, you reckon they watched it? No, I think they just no. saw a picture of Madison on the thumbnail and went ten. Yeah, cretins. Um, I, I'm not even pulling my punches now. I'm, <laughs> I'm so crap. Uh, a lady called Sue from Cheltenham um, in Gloucestershire says. Um, been listening to the show for quite some time really enjoying it uh, don't fully agree with you I think you're being a bit negative about 7B um, I think there's lots of stuff going on that is interesting I will admit that it's a bit frustrating that the stuff they did in the 7A just seems to be getting stretched out and forgotten looking forward to seeing Madison okay so, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the podcast I don't think you did no. Uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, Sue, yeah. Ryan is in South Wales. Ryan says, uh, "Enjoyed the show, guys. Uh, my opinion on the Fear of the Walking Dead right now is absolute shite. 
Um, I've been watching it from the beginning. I was close to switching off when Morgan came across, gave it another go. Uh, really loved the characters, but gradually the characters I really loved are all being killed off. John Dory, now Alicia. Uh, I'm not quite sure Morgan is strong enough to carry it by himself, but we shall have to wait and see. I actually really hope season eight's the final season because the show's limping along. Okay. Fair comments, okay, yeah. And last is from Max, or Maxine, so it's a lady, and she is in North Carolina. Or Carolina. Uh, North Kakalaki. Uh, she says, hey Sam, hey Stefan. Hey. Uh, really enjoy the podcast, love you guys, you always make me laugh. Even when the episode's absolute trash, I always know that if I listen to you, you'll turn the, turn the frowns upside down and make it funny. Uh, when it comes to Fear the Walking Dead at the moment, I'm just glad it's ending. It's become a chore to watch, and I hope season eight is better. Hope you guys are well across the pond. That started yeah. such a nice email, and it just went to, it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> Love oh. it. But thank you, Maxine. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That was very I kind. like emails like that. They make me smile. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, massive thank you to everybody for getting in touch. A big thank you to everybody who's been listening. Uh, we see you and we appreciate you. Um, we will be back to talk more Walking Dead as more Walking Dead is comes out. I believe the next Walking Dead product we will see here is going to be the Walking Dead finale, so the final episodes of the final season. Walking Dead Wednesdays will return when they do. I'm nervous, then, for them, dude. I'm so nervous. Yeah, like that's yeah, that too. is a lot of pressure on eight episodes to round up everything. My my biggest Minus fear is that Darryl, they don't. Megan and Maggie stories because obviously they. Yeah, my my thing, my but... biggest fear is that they don't. My biggest fear is that they just literally leave it as spin off. Oh, imagine they leave conclusion. it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> I can. Yeah, there's a helicopter coming over the hill. Who's in the helicopter? Dum credits. Keep an eye on social media. As soon as we get the air dates for that, we'll put it out there and then we will be back discussing it. As always, my friend, thank you for joining me and everybody else out there, you will take care. That's a season seven wrap. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week. You're Madison Clark. I hear my name. Jesus. The kids. The kids told me. <laughs>